Hey, we got most of our 2019 predictions right last year, Phil. I, that's fake news. Okay, fine. We got all of them right except for most of them. Are you saying that 2019 did not go as we foresaw it going? That is exactly what I'm okay. saying. However, we did get a few big ones right. Like you said the president would be impeached. Oh, I did. I'm so smart. However, you were a little bit wrong about the Packers. They did not go 2-14. and 14. Oh. In fact, they're one game for the Super Bowl. I was wrong. Beto O'Rourke is not leading the Democrats in the race for president. Beto who? Exactly. But I was right that Walker would not run for governor again. <laughs> and that the Solidarity Singers would peter out. Well, maybe that last one's only half right. They're still selling protest signs. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. So today on Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, we're going to fact check the predictions we made a year ago about 2019. That's because we care about honesty and facts. Unlike a certain somebody. We're going to make some new predictions about 2020. And if you make it all the way to the end, there's a secret track of Phil Hands singing his latest cartoon about the Packers. Maybe that'll make up for your awful prediction last year, Phil. Probably not, Scott. My singing's just as awful as the prediction was. I don't know, Phil. I thought you had kind of an Art Paul thing going there. (laughs) I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. So prediction number one. This was last January. I predicted that the state budget would be more than a month late, but that it wouldn't be as late as when just the Republicans were doing the budget. Ah, okay. As you will recall, when we made our predictions in 2019, Tony Evers was just coming into office. In 2017, the Republicans who controlled all the branches of government could not decide on a budget. They fought for months over it. Right, so I guess I'd give myself half right, half wrong. Because the Republican legislature did send Evers the budget on time, and he quickly signed it with a whole bunch of vetoes. So you were kind of, I mean... (laughs) So I was wrong that it would be more than a month late, but I was right that it wasn't as late as the last time. So you were you were more pessimistic than reality. Like the the government functioned better than you imagined it was going to. Yeah, I would never would have imagined that happened. Yeah. See, split government can work. So are we giving you like somewhat <laughs> true pants on fire? What is the politifact uh uh rating on this one? Mostly false. false. What about half true? I don't think I was quite half true. Okay. <laughs> I had also said that I predicted there would be a five-cent gas tax increase in the state budget. Uh, you kind of went along, Phil, but said that— I hedged. I'm pretty sure I usually hedge your, your statements. You thought it would be smaller and it would be indexed. Ah, and well, I was wrong. We both were wrong. Tony Evers did propose a gas tax increase, yeah. actually higher than what I predicted. I believe it was eight cents. But the Republicans refused to go along with that. They instead went with registration and title fee increases. The solution to this is to not call it a gas tax. You call it a gas fee, and everyone agrees it's for Yeah. So revenue did go up, but we weren't quite right how it went up. And, and it went up marginally. Instead of pulling in more than $500 million, as the governor wanted, 
the GOP fees that he eventually signed into law pulled in around $400 million. I think I was right. You, I'll, you can fact check me on this. I said that Evers' first state of the state address would be more boring than Scott Walker's state of the states. And Scott Walker's state of the states <laughs> were boring. <laughs> but, but my prediction was it would be more boring. And I, and I, I can't argue with that. Okay, Scott. I got I mean, one I right. Mean, I mean, Evers is incredibly boring. Okay, good. I mean, he's like boring for Wisconsin. <laughs> in a good way, though. In a, in a perfectly good, thank God he's not Trump yeah, way. Yeah, because Trump's never boring. Trump and, has And never, I wish he would be. He's never been boring. Phil, we'll get to your correct impeachment prediction, but Ooh. you did get this one wrong at the state level. You said that, Fake news. <laughs> you said that Evers would get censured for boorish behavior and foul mouth. I never said that. Well, we have never, it right on. I, I never said that. We have it on tape. Phil. Never said it. Here, listen to this from a year ago. Tony Evers will get censored by the Republican legislature for his boorish behavior and foul mouth. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> All right, there you go. Busted. Your instincts were right about Evers and his foul there was mouth. Not, there was not an official censure. From Uh, the state legislature. Right. But they did criticize him sometimes for things that he said. Yeah. In in an off color way, he did use some profanity. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that as a win for myself. (laughs) I'll maybe give you a false instead of a pants on fire. Yeah. (laughs) I had said that Evers would upset Madison some, even though he's a Democrat. He he really hasn't much. Evers has been more cookie cutter Democrat than I thought he was going to be. You know, he's he he has not been sort of the he hasn't really looked for opportunities to work with Republicans at all, really. And maybe that's because Republicans are think he's some sort of radical socialist that you can't work with. Maybe that's part of it. But he hasn't played as nice as I thought he was going to play. If he had thrown Republicans a bone here and there. That would really piss off Madison. I think because it's a Republican-run legislature and they're not really playing ball with Evers much at all. They're not being reasonable. I think because of that, then Madison can focus on the Republican legislature and not really worry about Evers. Yeah. He really hasn't done much to upset them. But I'd, I can't say that he's been, uh, you know, radical. I mean, he— No, I'm not saying he's radical, yeah. but the, the right will tell you he's radical. For example, he mostly signed the budget. I mean, he did some vetoes and got some key things that he wanted, like more money for schools and more revenue for roads, even though he didn't get it from the gas tax. He got it from uh, the registration fee, which the Republicans preferred. But in other words— he quickly signed the budget. He didn't fight too much over that. And, and yeah, the lefties didn't really fault him too much for that. No, but I, I, I've been surprised what a cookie-cutter lefty he's been compared to— I thought he was going to be a little more independent and have yeah. a little bit of a mind of his own more. Uh-huh. I mean, it seems like he hasn't done—he's really scared to kind of buck the the groupthink of the Democrats in, in the state of Wisconsin. So I guess you were wrong, and, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> Uh, I predicted the Solidarity Singers would peter out, and uh, I just fact-checked this with Riley Vetterkind, one of our reporters down at the state capitol, and he said they do sometimes still come and sing. There, there's certainly nothing approaching every day or very often, but they do come and sing once in a while. You forgot, Scott, that protesting is a pastime in Madison. <laughs> it's just kind of fun. You go down, you sing a couple of dumb songs, you annoy some people, and you have a couple beers afterwards on the square. You know. Yeah, and your prediction was that they would keep singing as long as they could have beer after 
words. Oh, yeah. So I should have said that they will be petering out, not that they had petered out. You can't go back and then and then <laughs> I readjust just, your statement. All I'm saying is I had my tense wrong. Uh-huh. You know, Trump hasn't tried that one yet. All right. We both were wrong about the Democratic favored Supreme Court candidate winning the state Supreme Court race last spring. I think everyone in the state was kind of wrong about that. We were sort of going with the uh, consensus perspective that there was going to be people fired up and Democrats still like riding that wave of excitement after Tony Evers won in, tw- in 2018 and Democrats were going to go out to the polls. And they did. They turned out much higher than they had yeah. the year before for the last Supreme Court race where Rebecca Dallet won. They, but, but the righties were fired up in this, in this election. For Brian Hagedorn, for, who won just by a sliver and surprised yeah. not just— uh, center stage and its esteemed observers of the Wisconsin scene. We are esteemed, aren't we? <laughs> it surprised everybody, including a lot of Republicans. Probably Brian Hagedorn himself, I would imagine. Yeah, because uh, some Republican groups even bailed on him. Yeah. All right, so I've lost track. Are we 9 out of 10 so far? Something like that? I can't count that high. <laughs> All right, here was a bunny that you got. You had said that you predicted that Foxconn would not add 13,000 jobs. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was easy. Even though anybody could have predicted that, I think the sweep of your question is true that it has very much underperformed. Donald Trump was in Milwaukee yesterday, and he didn't even mention it. This is like his biggest manufacturing accomplishment as president was to was to lure Foxconn here. He had called it the eighth wonder of the world. And here he is, thirty miles from the headquarters, or their you know the U.S. Yeah. you know from the manufacturing plant, and doesn't mention it once because it's been such a disaster. Yeah, disaster. Disaster. I mean, it's just been slow. Not much of has happened, and it's not even really clear what the plant's exactly going to do, and Evers isn't going to give them any money until it's that's more clear yeah. that they're following the contract. Fitzgerald was on the radio the other day saying, well, well you know, I got— I got John Deere in my district. I don't ask John Deere how their business is run. It's the private sector. Like You didn't give John Deere billions of dollars of state <laughs> yeah. taxpayer money. Which technically they haven't yet. Uh, because Foxconn isn't really creating many jobs. No. Local taxpayers have given out a lot of money. Yes, they have. All right. I don't know, Phil, why you're doing all these bunny ones. You said Walker will make a ton of money doing very little. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have not seen Scott Walker's uh, W-2, but— I'm going to bet it's higher than it was before. He's got like five jobs. You know, you you, you need to do air quotes around jobs. (laughs) He's got five jobs. Yeah, but he's the sort of the spokesman and, or spokesmodel. I don't know. He was on Twitter the other day with his shirt off. Did oh you see God. that? Yeah. I, unfor- yeah. I can't unsee it, Scott. <laughs> in all fairness, he was on a beach apparently somewhere in Florida. Poor uh, guy. So I think uh, you're right. He is making a lot I of money. I will say the, public, the, the private sector has been really hard on Scott Walker. <laughs> uh, all right. Next prediction from uh, last year. I got it right that Walker will not run for governor again. He did yeah. just announce that. We both predicted that Soglin would, would win re-election. We were bigly wrong. Yeah. On the other hand, once we had Soglin in and met with our editorial board, and then we had Sachi Rhodes-Conway in and met with our editorial board, we did endorse Sachi Rhodes-Conway. I and think anyone who talked to those two people would endorse Sachi Rhodes-Conway. I did say after that that nobody thought Dave Chislevich could beat him, but then— there was the primary against Dave Chislevich, and it was neck and neck. Yeah. So I had said that, well, if somebody comes out of the primary neck and neck with him, then we do have a race here, and that is what happened yeah. with Satya Rhodes-Conway. So I'm going to give myself half right. 
you can do whatever you want, Scott. <laughs> uh, Phil prediction. Uh, the city will not have chosen a new developer for the JDS project. Oh, I think I might be wrong on that I one. Think they didn't pick a, the good one, but yeah. I still could be right on this. It still could all yeah. fall apart. Oh, I had predicted that Trump would not get his wall, which is basically correct. But then I said that Dudgeon Monroe would get a wall between it and Edgewood High School. Which sounds like it could happen. <laughs> That, of course, is the kerfluffle over whether or not they should be able to play sports on their field in the evening and install some lights and a sound system. It's still not over yet, but it's moving along, that yeah. process. And I wish those neighbors would just shut up. The ruling, <laughs> half right. Half right. Let's see. You said that we would still have cops in the schools. We That's still right. do. And I followed that up with, we absolutely will. <laughs> This is probably your best one. You said, Phil, that the Democrats will impeach, but the Senate will not convict. And you said, quote, so we'll have a mess. <laughs> I guess I'm right. You're right. I'm right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, but that's kind of a bunny one, too. I mean, I mean, I guess I was yeah. I was actually, I think, looking back, because I listened to this podcast, yeah. I, I think I was talking about the Mueller report, which came out to be a big nothing burger for the Democrats. Oh, so you were a little off on that. I was that. a little off on that. I did not foresee the Ukraine fiasco. Yeah. I had said that some things will come out of the Mueller report in which the president could be charged with some things. Which is but, true. Which was true. But I said, but Mueller won't go there. Yeah, which and is didn't. also true. Yeah. yeah. So we got we got all that right, sort of. Okay, to defend my Beto O'Rourke prediction. Oh, God, not Beto again. It wasn't so much about Beto as it was I thought the Democrats would go for the young, fresh face. And in my defense, I did not know last year who Pete Buttigieg was. Yeah. So you just had the wrong young, fresh face. Yeah. Um, and Pete Buttigieg but he's, is he, in the top four. He, he was leading Iowa in one poll. He, he's behind Bernie Sanders now, which is not a young, fresh face. Yeah. I thought he did pretty well in the debate last night. Yeah, but you're reasonable, and the Democratic yeah. Party is not. You had said that uh, Biden would decide not to run. Oh, so I, were, I said that? Yeah. Oh, wow, that was dumb. Yeah, you were off on that one, although maybe he shouldn't have. Yeah, well, I wish he hadn't. <laughs> maybe you just intended that as advice and not a prediction. That was sound advice. Yeah, and since that was sound advice, I'd say half right then. Half right. There we go. Uh, ooh, ouch, I said Kasich would run as an independent to wound Donald Trump. There's still time for this guy. I suppose, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that playing out. I said the Brewers would win the World Series. You said the Tigers would. We, those were both Homer responses. You're from Detroit. Uh, I was much closer than you were. You were, were much righter than I was. <laughs> I was incredibly wrong. Because the Brewers almost made it. I mean, we made it to the playoffs. They were in the playoffs. Yeah. The Tigers did not make it to the playoffs. No, they, uh, they were... About the best team you could be if you wanted a high draft pick. That's just about right. We already talked about the Packers. Wow, you were way wrong on that. And uh, I had suggested... I did say they were going to beat the Bears twice, though, didn't I? Didn't yeah. I? Yeah, you so I was, I'm half right. You had two of their wins right. So you're <laughs> half right. A lot of half rights here. Finally, I had predicted that you would draw Governor Tony Evers... In cartoons, as a monster, as an animal, and as a machine at some point in the year. Did I get any of those I right? I don't think so, Scott. 
There was no was uh, Evers Bot 3000. I think that was more boring than usual this year, maybe. Huh. Or was he boring? He was so boring <laughs> and right. not sobering. Have you drawn Trump as a monster, animal, or machine? Uh, all of those, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. I had predicted a slew of letters about bikers complaining about cars, cars complaining about bikers. That always happens, although not as much this I, I would say the Edgewood debate took the steam out of the biker-car feud. Yeah, and you had predicted that, so congratulations. Oh, good. Yeah. Although you had said at least 300 letters about the Edgewood <laughs> flap. I don't know. If we fact-check that, I'd say it's probably only about 280, Phil. Okay, I'll have to go. Uh, I'm yeah. not. Should I go through each one and check them? Yeah. So as you can see, we're quite good at predictions, uh, so we might as well keep going here for 2,000. Uh, I'd like us to say, actually, Let's take a, a moment and explain why the media is so much better than the president, because we're going to go back and look what we said. <laughs> yeah. And then explain yeah. why we were wrong. Yes. And how we got it wrong. Trump's never been wrong. That's true. He has. We never... get it wrong. Yes. And then we correct it. Trump has only been beautiful and perfect. Yes. OK, I'm glad we cleared that up. I well then I'll go with my first prediction first for prediction. 2020. Trump will continue to be beautiful and perfect. <laughs> okay, what's your first prediction? Uh, Actually, I'm going to predict Trump will lose the election in 2020. I'm going to go along with that prediction uh, as well. I got to say, some of that's wishful thinking. I don't, you know, I think this election is still going to be close, not in the popular vote, but in the uh, in the electoral college. Uh, Wisconsin. I will predict that no matter what happens, the Democrat will win the popular vote. Yes. Uh, and I will predict that no matter what happens, the Republicans will still control the Wisconsin legislature because of gerrymandering. But hey, our editorial today, we got, uh, as we noted, there's three more Republican lawmakers who favor the Iowa nonpartisan redistricting model. Here, here to them. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're actually making some progress on that. And we do have... It's uh, only taken us like 15 years <laughs> yeah. of berating Republicans about redistricting to get any movement on it. And prior to that, berating Democrats yeah. when they were in charge. Maybe we can get somewhere because Evers can always veto the maps that the legislature comes up with. So if, well, do, you, do you think that we're going to get redistricting reform done before... You, I mean, it's, it's 2020 is coming up. I mean, the census will be taken... It's, it's going to be time for new maps. Are we going to get reform or not? Uh, yes or no? Not in 2020. My guess is they'll hang out and kind of wait as long as they can until 2021. I think if there's going to be a deal cut, it would be in 2021. Okay. Uh, where they either adopt the Iowa model or Voss and Fitz say, no, we're going to gerrymander how we like. We're going to send it to Evers. If he vetoes it and we can't agree, then... It'll get tossed to the courts and... We'll spend millions of taxpayer dollars figuring it out. Yeah. And that's better than having a fair system to them, I guess. Yes. Yeah. That's that's usual, you know. <laughs> but we'll see. I would like to think that nonpartisan redistricting and an end to gerrymandering, that that Iowa bill could pass yet this year. We're certainly going to advocate and push for that. But I do think it's going to be 2021. I think the school referendums in Madison will pass... At least the one to improve the high schools, but I think the operating referendum could be in trouble. I have another prediction, actually. Go. Bus rapid transit. I predict that the left in Madison will come up in arms against it. Really? Yeah. Because cause the left, as soon as something is, like, tangible and you can almost touch it, you have to <laughs> protest against it. So like, uh. so, like, you know, wind power was all great until wind power was viable. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, no, it's bad for songbirds. Um, and solar power was great until it's viable now. It's like, oh, no, no, it's destroying farmland. And so bus rapid transit yeah. 
It's, we're almost there. We almost have a mass transit system in, in Madison, and the left will find a way to shoot it down and ruin it. I'm sticking with my prediction that the young, fresh face is going to pull this out. I'm going with Pete Buttigieg going is going to win the Democratic nomination. That's your choice. Well, I don't know if that's my choice. That's your, I mean, that's your, that's your, that's your assumption assessment. I, I, yeah, I still think the fresh young face will win out against the three old faces. Michael Bloomberg, 2020. No, oh, I, I forgot about him. <laughs> there, there's, that's four old faces. I was just saying of the four leading candidates. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm more, well, I think what we can actually control is who do you think Wisconsin's going to vote for in the primary? Huh. Well, it depends on who's left. Um, My gut tells me Bernie Sanders again. Yeah, he won last time. But I think Biden's going to win the national the, the nomination. Uh-huh. If Biden wins a nomination, I'm going to go with the Homer prediction of Tammy Baldwin gets picked for VP. Stacey Abrams for both of them. Either Biden or Buttigieg, they need Stacey Abrams as their as their running mate. Uh, I'm predicting, Phil, that the center stage with Milford and Hans podcast will do a live show this year. <laughs> we keep talking about it. We got to do it. Well, that's uh, uh, you're the organizer, man. You're the you're the you're the you're the brainchild behind this. I'm just. The I idea. thought Obama was a community organizer. Yeah, well, that would be, if we could get Obama to come on our show, we might get a couple more <laughs> listens, huh? <laughs> Find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands on your favorite podcasting app or at go.madison.com slash center stage. Our house band is Tube Tester. Special thanks this week for sound effects to Fool Boy Media, Guitar Guy 1985, Japan Yoshi the Gamer, Bertroff, and Paul North Yorks. Going to San Francisco Be sure to wear some cheddar on your head Then all the skies from Green Bay, Wisco Will watch Aaron Rodgers Tear their defense to shreds <laughs>